Brother, do I have to explain everything? How would I even be able to see something like that to warn you? Sometimes they leave time tracks, Adam. Aw, damn this senseless war. It used to be that soldiers were human. Human soldiers you could actually see. So you can't see them? No. So... Six, six if, if invisible. invisible. Right. And seven? If by lasers. Eight? If by comet. Nine? If by virus. Ten? If by goblins. Eleven? If by lanterns. Lanterns? Lanterns. Lanterns? Lanterns, Adam. Atomic space-bending lanterns. Great. Any more? No. That's it. Thank God. Oh, oh, wait. What? Twelve? No. This lantern is different, Adam. Think of it as a none-of-the-above lantern. For instance, if you see the British coming across the river, but there's also something strange in a way that we may not be expecting, like, I don't know, fire shooting out of their eyes, or if they're actually running across the water or something, I don't know. Use this lantern. So we use this lantern if I see something strange, something that doesn't make any sense. Yes. Like a crazy man ranting about lanterns. Now you're thinking. Right. <laughs> A lone man secretly races around the globe on Air Force One, armed only with a tasty meal and a team of photojournalists, spreading holiday joy to our men and women in uniform, demonstrating compassion no Democrat would dare dream of. Yes, National Lampoon listeners, get ready for George W. Bush, fearless turkey delivery person! Tonight, a golden succulent turkey for the Air National Guard unit in Knoxville, Tennessee. My God, the National Guard thanks you, Mr. President. This fine holiday bird more than makes up for that year you went AWOL from your own National Guard unit at the height of the Vietnam War. Yes, radio listeners, who among you dares challenge the incredible skills of George W. Bush? Fearless turkey delivery person! The version of American history that finds its way into our classrooms is often stripped and sanitized of the salacious bits that made it truly interesting. Just as our late-night cable movies benefit from the obligatory sex scene, so too would our history books. So now, we present an obligatory sex scene that might have made history class a little more engaging for all of us. A titillating chapter from Carl Sandburg's Abraham Lincoln, The Prairie Years. It was early in the spring of 1819. Young Abraham Lincoln had barely turned 13, but he already had a piece of manly equipment between his legs that had earned him the nickname the Rail Splitter. Young Abe loved to read books, and young widow Harless would pay him for chores around her house with the loan of one of her French books filled with pictures that set him to dreaming. One day, while he was working on her roof, Something happened to the boy that he would later remember as a man. Would you like to take a bath, called the widow. In those days, country people would bathe together, for water was scarce. I cannot tell a lie, he said, for he was quite dirty from his day's work, and longed for a good cleaning. But there is hardly enough room in that small tub for you, me, and this sturdy aspen between my legs. 
Never you mind, said the widow Harless, offering to suck the sap from his tree until it lay down as innocent as a limp radish when the wind rises out of the west and the scent of Jesus is in the cloud drift. And so they bathed together. And that was the first time that Abe understood the word union. You are